You're listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente on today's edition. That word transformus is the Greek word metamorpho, which is where we get metamorphosis from. You know, it's what a butterfly goes through. It goes in as a caterpillar and it comes out as a butterfly, you know, with the wings and stuff. Here's what's interesting. It's not in my notes, but it came to my mind. Here's what's interesting about the process. When you're conforming something into, into its image, there's pain with that process. Many of us are absolutely ecstatic about the thought of the radical transformation that'll take place with our new glorified bodies. In most cases, we can also get just as excited for transformation in the here and now, such as fitness or diet. However, we don't necessarily look forward to the pain involved. As Pastor Holland will discuss in his message today, change isn't always enjoyable. In his study, you'll be reminded that transforming into the likeness of Christ isn't always easy, but the outcome is priceless. Let's join Pastor Holland in the book of Exodus chapter 3. As he continues his message, God sees, God hears, God knows. Those of you in tech industry know what a schematic is. It's you know, it's a blueprint that you use, you put it in the computer, and then you can punch out exactly the same thing over and over and over and over again. And that's what the world does. If you want to see a culturally acceptable version of this, just watch American Idol. Because there is a system that they put every person through, and when they come out, they start out all unique and different, and when they come out, they all sound the same. That's the world system, conforming you into its image. It's a template to mass produce things. And that's what the world does to people. It puts a template on people to mass produce them. And as a follower of Jesus, I can see that template. You can see that template. You can see a template that, of drug addiction that's been putting on someone. And as you counsel people and work with people, you understand, wow, there's certain things that just seem to happen in people that struggle in that area. And it's a template. You see it. You can see the same thing with alcoholism or same-sex attraction or materialism or beauty or legalism or even re- religion. Selfish ambition, pride, all of these templates that get put on people. And you can see how it just plays out in their life. And what's heartbreaking is watching people, even Christians, allow the world to put this template on them and conform them to a world system that knows nothing about them and cares nothing about them and only wants to conform them into its image. And what Jesus does is Jesus wants to transform us. That word transformus is the Greek word metamorpho, which is where we get metamorphosis from. You know, it's what a butterfly goes through. It goes in as a caterpillar, and it comes out as a butterfly, you know, with the wings and stuff. Here's what's interesting. It's not in my notes, but it came to my mind. Here's what's interesting about the process. When you're conforming something into, into its image, There's pain with that process. I came from the entertainment background industry. And we would bring people in and tell them, oh, you got the wrong haircut. I love my haircut. Well, you can love your haircut and not get signed to a record deal, or you can hate your haircut and get a record deal. I hate my haircut. You're not dressed right. 
You don't look the part. You don't sound the part. Let us get you to where you need to be to be successful with what you do. And I saw the pain on people's faces. But they would do it with the hope of getting something that they really wanted down the road. But what's interesting about the gospel, what Jesus does is he transforms us. And that word transform, when you look at a butterfly that's in a, you know, a caterpillar that goes into a cocoon, you don't hear a caterpillar struggling, do you? You don't walk by a, a caterpillar's cocoon and hear like screams coming from the cocoon. You see something much different. You see this thing go into a state of rest. And something happens to it in that state of rest, and then it comes out completely different, transformed. It's effortless. And that's the work of God in our lives. That's the Spirit of God working in our lives. When we allow Him to do the work that He wants to do, it's not like the world that wants to conform us into something and make us into something and make us do things that we don't want to do. He changes us from the inside out. And then we go into that state of rest and allowing him just to do whatever he wants to do. And then we become transformed on the other side. And we look back at where we used to be and we go, I can't believe that's where I was. I can't believe I used to like to do those sorts of things. I can't believe that that was my idea of fun because I see life so differently now. The natural man always responds to the world conforming it into its image with a deep groan, and Jesus hears that groan. He says, you don't have to go through that. You can come to me. Let me take the burdens off you, and I will transform you. And And when you are transformed, when you see what I made you to be, you're gonna be filled with joy. You're going to get what you always wanted and it's going to be effortless. You see, the good news here is that God sent a deliverer to Moses and Isaiah, or to Israel. In Isaiah 59, 1, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. And in 1 John 5, 14 through 15, John writes, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. He hears us. He hears the groan. And it's such a comfort to me to know that God hears me when I'm calling. He hears me when I call. He's never too busy to take my call. He always has time for me. He's not on vacation. He's not unavailable. Now, third, Jesus says, I know their sorrows. I know their sorrows. It literally means I understand their pain, their mental anguish, their emotional distress. You know, God knows what you're feeling. God knows what troubles you. And not only does he knows what troubles you, but he knows why it troubles you. He knows your anxious thoughts. He knows your fear of the future. 
And there's not one single thing in your life that God does not know about. God knows everything about you. In Hebrews 4, 15 through 16, it says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so often when I hear this verse preached, the emphasis is placed on, see, Jesus was tempted and yet he did it without sin because he's Jesus, right? He's the son of God. But when Jesus walked on earth, he gave up his sonship in a sense in glory. He came down and he walked as a man empowered by the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is the same spirit he gives to you. That's the same spirit that he operated on while he walked on earth. Yet he had unbroken communion with the Father, just like you and I can have unbroken communion with our Heavenly Father. We can have that same unbroken communion. And so when Jesus was being tempted, as the scripture says, he was tempted in every way like you and I are. And yet he was victorious over it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so when Paul writes here that we, don't have a pri- that we do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with our weakness, he's saying we have a high priest that can sympathize with our weakness. But what makes this high priest different is that he overcame. He saw the way out. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm going to talk to someone, I don't want to talk to someone who's in the middle of the struggle telling me what they're, how they're getting day by day. I want to talk to someone who made it through to the other side, who got all the way out, and who knows how to walk victoriously and successfully. You know, so often we're more aware of how far away we feel, how separated we feel from God than how near he is to us. And we don't believe that Jesus understands what we're going through because we don't feel like he can connect to us, that he can relate to us. But the Bible says that Jesus was tempted just like you and I. So he does understand. And because he understands, he knows what we need and he knows what we need to make it through. So if there's someone who knows how to deliver you, it's Jesus. Jesus knows. He's been there and he's overcome. Worship Life Radio with Holland Davis will continue right after this. Hi, this is Holland Davis and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Clemente. And I just want to take a moment and invite you to come and visit us at one of our Sunday morning services or to our midweek Bible study. Calvary Chapel San Clemente is a Jesus people community right here in the city of San Clemente, California. You know, we identify with our roots in the Jesus movement because that's where I came to Christ. And of course, that's where Calvary Chapel was born. When you come to our church, you're going to find a church that loves to worship the Lord with song. We love to study God's word verse by verse, and we love to share the love of God with other people. If that's the kind of church you're looking for, consider visiting us. 
You can find out all about us online at calvarysancomeni.org. We look forward to worshiping with you soon, and may God richly bless you. Now, let's continue with today's edition of Worship Life Radio. I don't know if you've seen those commercials lately that I kind of like them where they they talk about, you know, just okay is not okay. Have you seen those commercials? Where the the people that are in bed and they're waiting for the surgeon and the nur- and the nurse comes in and they're like, you know, hey, have you worked with this doctor? And it's like, yeah, he's just okay. It's just okay? Yeah, just okay. Huh. You know, or the guy that's sitting down to get a tattoo and like, man, I'm so great. You know, I'm here with the best tattoo artist in the city. And says, yeah, yeah, not really. I'm okay. And he's you know, like, well, aren't you going to draw it out first? He's like, listen, dude, stay in your own lane. I know what I'm doing. I'm just okay. Or the mover that says to the housewife, your precious possessions are in just okay hands. You know, we've moved a lot before, and so... That's you know, and it says there's just times when just okay is not okay. And when it comes to spiritual things, I don't want to listen to someone who's just one step ahead of me. I don't want to listen to someone who's just another beggar begging for bread. I want to listen to someone who made it through victorious. I want to listen to someone that's going to look, come back to me and say, listen, this is the way, walk ye in it. You want to rise up out of your situation? This is how you rise up out of your situation. You want to stand victorious against the enemy? This is how you stand victorious against the enemy. And so Jesus not only knows our sorrow, but he knows how to lead us through our sorrows to a place of freedom and hope. And he's given us his word to show us how. He's given us his word to show us how. And that's why we study his word that we might know him and that we might know his ways. And this brings me to my last point, and that is that Jesus said, I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Egypt is always bad. And so when you go out of Egypt, you're always going up. The world is always bad. And so when you're going away from the world into the presence of God, you're always going up. And the thing I love about this is that when Jesus, when, when this is spoken to Moses, this isn't God, ethereal God, saying, I myself have come. It's Jesus. Jesus says, I myself have come. I am here to deliver them. Now, Strong's Concordance defines grace as the divine influence on the heart and its reflection in the life. The divine influence on the heart and its reflection in the life. And I love that definition of grace. Because first of all, it points out to me what is the divine influence? What is the divine influence on my life? It's Jesus. Jesus is the divine influence. It's Jesus himself. It's his power. It's his presence that's in my life. It's Jesus himself coming down out of heaven, stepping into my life, and he hears me, he rescues me, he delivers me, he heals me, he makes me into a complete person. It's the presence of Jesus. The presence of Jesus. And what's the reflection of life? 
in the reflection that happens in our life? It's the abundant life that we experience because of Jesus living within us, Christ within us, the hope of glory. It's the holiness that he works in our lives. And that word holiness isn't like goody two-shoes, you know, like your too perfect kind of holiness. Holiness means separateness. We're set apart. We're, we're set apart for him. All of a sudden, we don't feel connected to the world. We feel connected to God. That's the idea of holiness. Jesus is in me, and now I feel, I don't feel separated from God anymore. The separation is over because he's inside of me. And now I feel more connected to God than I've ever felt before. I often hear a gospel that's preached that focuses only on going to heaven. Come to Jesus and you can be forgiven of all your sins and go to heaven. And that's true. But there's so much more. There's so much more than that. Jesus wants you to experience the abundant life that he has for you. In John 10.10, he says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. If you feel stolen from, if you feel like life is trying to kill you, if you feel like that something's out there trying to destroy you, it is not God. It is never God. That is not how God works. But I've talked to some believers that think, Oh, God, I must be going through this because God's trying to teach me something. It's like, no, there is a thief that has come to kill, steal, and destroy you. That's what the thief wants to do. But what does God want to do? Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And this Zoe life, this life Zoe, it's an interesting word because there, it, it has the idea of this, this rhizome that, that kind of, you know, it's a little node and it creates, it sends out a root and it creates another node that expands on that. And that sends out more roots and it creates more nodes. And over time, it just grows and expands until it fills your entire being. This love of God that just begins to fill your life, this life that God gives, it just fills your life. That's the life that he came to give you, this abundant, overflowing life. That word abundant means overflowing, extraordinary, miraculous. It's a miraculous life. It doesn't mean that you're moving from the projects into the lifestyles of the rich and famous. That's not necessarily what it means. The abundance it refers to is the superabundance of the blessing of salvation that we receive through grace by faith. What do I mean by that? It means that Wherever you are in the situation that you're in, the life place that you're in, you can be a whole and complete person. You can be free from the entanglements of the world, no longer enslaved by the world system. You can be free from your passions and your desires that control so many people. You can be free from bitterness and hatred and unforgiveness. You can be free from the reign, the rulership of the destructive power of Satan. Completely liberated from guilt. Liberated from shame. You can be complete to the point where, as a person, you don't need another person to make you feel whole but you are whole in and of yourself. 
See, psychology didn't come up with these concepts. Jesus did. Jesus tells tells us what real wholeness is, what real completeness is. God saw our need. He heard our cry. And he knew we needed a savior. And that's why Jesus came to rescue us from our sorrows and to bring us to a life of abundance. And that is what salvation is all about. And that abundance is here and now. It begins today. That's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation. It's not tomorrow is the day or when you die, you'll experience salvation. It's today. It's right now. We experience the abundant life right now. We can walk in love. We can walk in forgiveness. We can walk in wholeness. We can be dependent only on God, walking in the fullness of his blessings in our lives. We can have that shalom peace of God that can never depart from us. And I always refer to it not just as the peace of God, but the shalom of God, because the word shalom is so much bigger than the word peace in our English language. In the Hebrew, the word shalom has to do with a settling, a peace that comes from the absence of war in our lives. There's no more war in relationships. And where there's no war in relationships, there's prosperity. There's abundance. There's blessing financially, socially, psychologically. It's a much bigger, complete, whole word. And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to walk in that wholeness. And we receive that when we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. That's when he begins that work of completeness and wholeness in our lives. One of the things I hear about from people that receive Jesus late in life, when they, want, when they realize how good he is, is they all say the same thing, I wish I would have done this sooner. Then I would have experienced a lifetime of this abundance. If you're here this morning, you haven't made that commitment to receive Jesus Christ. We're going to give you a moment to do that. Maybe you're feeling exiled from God, separated from him, distant from him. And he's done everything in his power to bridge the gap. By dying on the cross for your sins. By removing the separation. And by sending the invitation out to come. If you're thirsty, come. If you're hungry, come. Whosoever will, come. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will believe in him, whoever will come, will not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the good news of the gospel. And that life is a life that begins today. Thank you for listening today. When I was a young man, Jesus made himself known to me. I was sitting in a Bible study and I heard an audible voice say, Holland, I love you. And those words changed my life. And you know, those words can change your life today as well. You know, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And today you can begin that eternal everlasting life by praying a simple prayer 
and mean it with all your heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. I want to live my life for you. Forgive me for everything I've done to offend you. Forgive me for breaking your law. I want to surrender to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. And if you've done that, you're born again. You've been listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente. We're so glad you took the time to learn from God's Word today, and we hope you'll tune in next time. Right now, you can hear more messages by visiting our website, calvarysanclemente.org. Just click on Teaching. Feel free to download and share the messages you find there, and we pray they're a blessing to you. We'd love to connect with you on social media, too. You can find us on many platforms by following the links available at our website. And be sure to like our pages and stay up to date with all the latest information. Are you in the San Clemente area? If so, we have a seat waiting for you at Calvary Chapel San Clemente this Sunday. We gather to worship at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., and we have a Bible study on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. that you're welcome to be a part of. You can get directions and more information by visiting calvarysanclemente.org. If you're not able to be with us in person right now, that's okay. We're streaming our services live every week on our website, as well as on YouTube and Facebook Live. Just visit our website for all the information you need to connect. One more time, that's calvarysanclemente.org. Is there anything we can be lifting up to the Lord in prayer for you? Please let us know by calling us at 949-228-9117. That's 949-228-9117. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in to Worship Life Radio. Every one of us is on a journey of grace. God wants you to be free and full of joy. Pastor Holland's message series, A Journey of Grace, will help you discover how to live the abundant life that Jesus promises to give you today. Order your personal copy of A Journey of Grace at worshipliferadio.com.